it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. As award season continues to pick up through the fall, make sure you're subscribed to the Big Picture Podcast with Sean Fennessy. He and Amanda Dobbins will cover everything you need to know about this fall's Oscar contenders, and Sean will be interviewing the industry's premier directors leading up to the awards. You can tune in and catch up on old episodes of The Big Picture on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Special Emmys edition. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. I'm Kate Hallowell. It's a jam session tea time crossover event in the spirit of great television. We love a crossover event. However, not great television. What's tonight's Emmys? <laughs> okay, uh, we're just going for it. Yeah, it's going to get really negative because it was a really bad show, but we'll try to balance it out with some positivity. The Phoebe Waller Bridge hive of one. In this studio is pretty no, happy. That's not fair. How that's you, not, you, that's not representative of this one crowd. Why, why am I not in the hive too? Oh, I just thought it was life. a great night for Phoebe. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's, yes, it was a great night for her. That's true. But does that mean it was a good television show? True. No, it, no, it was not. Definitely not. I mean, I think, I think there could be both, you know? You're right. <laughs> on that note, Kate, why don't you kick things off on a high for us? Let, we're going to talk about highs and lows. We'll go back and forth. All right. And we'll start positive. First high was the red carpet. Yeah. Fashion. Pretty good. Pretty fun. A lot of color, mm-hmm. you know, from the men and the women. We love a colored jacket. I'm trying to do my best like Juliana Rancic. Is it working? You're killing it. Not yeah. at all. You know, Mahershala Ali, Nikolai Kosterwaldo. They just like he did the gold. They did Mahershala the green. Ali was wearing green. Yeah. Yeah. He looks really good. He looks great. Always. I've never seen him look bad, but I agree True. that he looks fantastic think it's possible. <laughs> at this awards show as he does in every single still of photography taken of him ever. Where's true. Where's a tux really well. Yeah. Of any Extremely color. Extremely well. It's a gift. Um, a lot of pink and red dresses, which I liked all of them. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about how it just like looked like a huge Valentine on stage. Very like dynasty chic, which I was into. Like Mandy Moore could have just like stepped off like an 80s soap opera. Right. That's and great. Also, That's what I want for my fashion. We also had Taraji P. Henson. Great. And Marissa Red, Tomei. And, yeah, all three of them. So and many. Pink. Mm-hmm. Um, have either of you watched Styling Hollywood on Netflix yet? No, but I've heard it's really good. It is really good. And like the first three episodes center around getting Taraji P. Henson's Emmy's dress. Oh, nice. And yes, because it's this, her this Emmy's last dress. year. Oh, okay. Because it, Jason Bolden is her stylist and they're really good friends and it's his show. And so I was just thinking of styling Hollywood in season two. Of, can't wait to hear about Great getting work. this dress. They yes. nailed it. Shout out Styling Hollywood, one of Netflix's few wins tonight. Not that much Netflix. Yeah. Slow night for them, kind of, A lot right? of Netflix commercials, though. Like, a lot. Good Ozark night. Were there Netflix commercials? I yeah. feel like, which ones? Well, there was the Breaking Bad movie. Yes, that's true. The right. Breaking Bad El Camino. Trailer, I think in Netflix. the last hour, there were a few. Okay, there that's... was like three. I just kept seeing the new Netflix There are logo. seven million streaming sites now, yeah. and there were commercials for all of them. And there's so. a lot of Apple Plus, too, which I feel like crowded yeah. it. But yes. Anyway, back to fashion. Um, I also, I think probably my, my favorite was Patricia Clarkson. She did like blonde Morticia Adams, <laughs> which is That's a real Kate pick. Truly yeah. everything you want from Patricia Clarkson ever. Um, but yeah, it was great. We I all, thought everyone looked great. We all really liked Zendaya. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. That she green showed dress. up so late, though. Like, we didn't really see her until she walked out in glasses she's, to present, which was fabulous. She's got the Marvel money, and she's a cool kid. So yeah. Yeah. does she need to get there early? That's true. That's Actually, true. she doesn't have Marvel money anymore, right? Right. Yeah. Her Spider-Man series is dead. So yeah. Maybe TV that's, maybe I'm, that's I'm, Sony money. I'm, I'd still like to see how that's ultimately resolved, but yeah. 
Just She's trying to show fine. I know about that stuff, too. It's nice. True. Great job. I want to shout out Kit Harrington, who I generally have no interest in as Jon Snow or in real life, but I thought he looked phenomenal. He looked the best I've ever seen him on a red carpet. Yes. I, maybe ever. Yeah. Just maybe the best he ever looked without a tie. Really channeling Richard Madden, which is a great look for him. Also, Richard Madden did not show up, which was sad. Did you guys see what Richard Madden did in Dead? Yeah, Instead? he uh, built a T-Rex out of Lego. Yeah, and, and posted that on Instagram. Good for him. Huge flex. You know? I'd like to nominate Amelia Clark while we're on the Game yes, of Thrones she situation. Looks great. In, in Valentino. I you know, I'd love to know about I assume it's tape that's involved in this situation. Definitely. But she's wearing it with confidence. She looks great. I was so ready to root against her, and I did, but she made it a little bit more difficult than I had planned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least you followed through. Yeah. Um Maya Rudolph and Michelle Williams, both in floral patterns, both looking great. Really enjoyed that. More Michelle Williams in a few minutes. I liked Natasha Leone's look. Yeah. I also, should we talk about Natasha Leone clapping? Yes, Which absolutely. is the new Nicole Kidman <laughs> clapping, apparently. It is an interesting way of clapping. It is like she just learned how. It, like a small <laughs> child, you know, when you teach them how to do applause and uh-huh. they bring their hands together. But she was consistent in it. She applauded for a lot of people, which we appreciate. I really liked that she uh, was wearing her glasses during the show. Mm-hmm. I just love a glasses formal look. And oh, I yeah. feel like it doesn't happen a lot at the Oscars, but the Golden Globes and the Emmys, it's very common. And I think it's a great—I would do it, too. Yeah, yeah, both Billy Porter and Zendaya also did the formal glasses. Yes. It's I, great. It's a great addition. It feels it very is. British to me. And it you can, like, always count on the same, the same people to do it. Because, like, Lupita Nyong'o always does it. Oprah does it. Love the formal glasses. I mean, I'm happy to tell you that the Natasha Leone uh gif of her clapping mm-hmm. readily available for whenever you need it that's great people are ready they're yeah. here to serve you <laughs> I think that that makes sense I'm just gonna try to do it in my own life you know <laughs> um, one more nomination Naomi Watts she looks phenomenal in black just love she it she did she's great the just new Game of Thrones star new Game of Thrones star she's getting star. ready I liked, we'll talk a lot more about Game of Thrones but I liked at the end of the show how David Benioff who is my one true love um <laughs> Kept being like, and now it's over. We did it, and now it is over. Like totally disavowing and trying to like shut out any notions of the prequels and spinoffs that are that are coming. All right. Great injection of positivity. We'll ride this enthusiasm into talking about the most awkward moment of the evening, which was a low, a complicated one, which was when Phoebe Waller-Bridge won Best Actress in a Comedy, beating out Julia Louis-Dreyfus in her final season as Selena Meyer from Veep. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge was incredibly happy. Kate was incredibly happy. Many people on the internet were incredibly happy. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. This is a pro Fleabag yeah, podcast. Sure. Everyone here loves Fleabag yes. and the Hot Priest. It's one of the best things that I've seen in any medium in 2019. Maybe Agreed. like in the decade. Yes. It's, it's up there. Yes. Six perfect episodes of season two. Yes. Flawless. Sure. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus is probably the best television actress of, in history. Yeah, I think. She's like her, Lucille Ball, and like Carol Channing. Yes, and she had won for Veep, I believe, every season she had been nominated. Yes. And she was going to break the record for the most Emmy wins by a a woman of, of all time. And she she is also breast cancer survivor. Get, a breast cancer survivor. Yeah, and and that happened between these seasons. So I think we all assumed that this would be her Emmy, and it it was not. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Moreover, everyone in the room assumed it yes. would be her. Yes. yes, and so it was like the most tepid response when there was a win, 
from a show that is universally praised. Yes. I, I'm sure that no one's like Fleabag doesn't deserve it. Totally. TV Water Bridge yeah. doesn't deserve it. That it lady was, sucks. No, yeah. no one, that's not the point. It just was such an incredibly awkward moment. Totally. And I think it's okay to like root for history. It's like when you watch right. sports and you want to see a record broken or you want to like, you know, it's like when someone's got the hot hand, you want to leave them in the game for as long as possible. Like it's okay to root for history. It's okay to like want to experience that moment. And it was just really awkward. Yeah, and it's also, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did not really read the room no. in that moment. I was wondering, I guess Veep is maybe not a big deal in the UK. They don't care about it. They're like, we have In the Loop. We don't actually need your yeah. like American version of Ianucci stuff. But she was like thanking her agent. And I just, it wasn't the note that you wanted at that moment. Also, weird for her to be profusely thanking her agent given the feud between writers and agents right now. Yes. Mm. Which weird, is weird moment. It was not mentioned once during the entire telecast, no, which was pretty right. interesting. There was a lot of ignoring everything going on in TV. No one was talking about streaming services. No, everyone was just, you know, thanking whatever Netflix, Amazon that that helped them. A lot of Amazon wins, by the way. But yeah, it just it it was uncomfortable, even though it was happy. Yeah. It's, it's like not undeserved, right? But the moment felt wrong. And right. it kind of sucks then for Phoebe Waller Bridge, who is a true talent. I was texting with my friend Kayla, and I will say, like, she seems super actressy to me in that moment in a way mm. that I don't like to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is a real actress. Like, she also had just been up there. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been different if she hadn't won anything yet that right. night. She, she already she had, won for writing. Right. So she had just been up there. She's up there again. It's like, oh, you again. Like, everyone loves her, but like, it is, it would have been different than if it had just been the first win for Phoebe Bridge. Yeah. So it's tough. It was, it's a yeah. no win a little bit. She continued to, she did continue to she win did. though. She did. And it was awesome that, that Fleabag won Best Comedy. Yes. Totally deserved. Thrilling. Everyone say their favorite episode. Amanda, you go first. Uh, the last one, I guess. Okay. I mean, come on. The very end. There's that's no wrong some, answer here. I, I, there really as is. As soon as you said that to me, I, I also <laughs> kind of don't think of them as like discrete right. episodes entirely. It was just one you could put those together and it would be like one very long movie and it would be kind of perfect. Shorter than some of our worst movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> some, or some of our most celebrated movies. Kate? Uh, the first episode. The pilot. Well, the second season. Yes. With the dinner party. It's a great one with the jumpsuit. Yeah. Mine's number three. Kristen Scott Thomas. See? It's, oh, a, it's yeah. a great show. I forgot about the Kristen Scott Thomas it's perfect. one. It's a yeah. perfect season. That's a real Gonzo one. It does, it does lack the hot priest, essentially. True. But yeah. Tough. But you got Kristen Scott Thomas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's an even favorite. trade. That's the a funeral. That's <laughs> Among many other things. The original one, yeah. Not the new one. We don't talk about the new one. <laughs> um, and the really funny thing about season two of Fleabag is just like everyone acknowledges, now including Phoebe Waller-Bridge, how essential uh, Andrew Scott is, who played the hot <laughs> priest. Yeah. A.K.A. Moriarty to many of us who watched um, Sherlock. Yeah. Which is like such a weird, very weird transition. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really cool when she when she turned to him accepting for best comedy and was like, we did this because Andrew Scott came in. And that was cool. It was great. And it's also, perfect. he finally got to be on stage, which was good. Yeah, yes. he was so emotive and also very actory. <laughs> I just want to say, I love Fleabag. I don't need any more Brett Gelman in 2020. Between <laughs> Fleabag and Stranger Things, yeah, it was a lot. Just write him out of everything. I'm done. We're done. No offense, I guess. No. It's a really inherently offensive thing. <laughs> okay, moving on. So that was like a low, and then a, and then a, a high. high within a low, yeah. a low that recovered itself. Yeah, just I mean, it is remarkable that a thing that is as special as Fleabag actually won the Emmys. We don't yes, typically yeah. the best things don't usually win awards. That's <laughs> right. true at literally every awards show, that and I really think true. that Fleabag winning and Phoebe Waller-Bridge winning for writing, it's just like, wow, we did it. That's great. Yes. So that was good. 
good job on this one thing. Good job, Television Academy. (laughs) You did it. Okay. A hi, Michelle Williams speech. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. This is also what happens when you practice and you prepare. And she had clearly given some thought to what she wanted to say and not— Maybe she wrote it. I'm not really sure because it was definitely well-crafted and she hit her points. But it was more that she had an idea and she wanted to turn this win into um, to a speech about equal pay, which is like something she's been in the crosshairs about a lot. If you remember when they did the reshoots for, um, I guess it was called All the Money in the World. Yes. It was the Getty oh, movie yeah. and not the Getty Plum- show. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Plummer was written out of it. So it, Kevin Spacey was Kevin written, Spacey out, Spacey's written out, out of it for Christopher Plummer. And for Christopher Plummer... And they did the reshoots. Her fee versus Mark Wahlberg's fee. Yeah, came she up. took like a daily fee, and Mark Wahlberg got one point five million dollars, and then it became a thing. So she used that in order to talk about uh, Fosse Verdon and FX and the support and what happens when you actually do support women of work and specifically women of color work. She just like she had the stats, she nailed it, she had thought about it, and also she is a performer and she landed that damn speech. Yeah, it was great. She yeah she she killed it. Also, that show was so much about. Like Gwen Verdon getting her due. Right. So it was very in line with the performance and the material. Fabulous. Great work, Michelle Williams. And she looked great. And she was there with her best friend, Busy Phillips. Yeah. Uh, Lovely as always. Um, Alo, the hostless show. This is like eight lows that we've just put into one because... Otherwise, it just would be a real downer podcast. Yeah. Just the hostless shenanigans. Everyone that presented and like tried to do a bit was bad, except for like Maya Rudolph. And that was it. The presenters were they up were and okay. Down. I mean, presenters at awards shows are right. always like some people have right. good bits, You're some right. things work, some things don't. It it's was like, the extra stuff that was. I don't bad. know. It's You're like right. you have to. The price you pay for watching an awards show is like being at an improv show for half the time, and it's tough. And maybe we should rethink that. Right. But, but all of the actual the skits yes. and the the. The things about how television is important. And so I'm Brian Cranston and I'm going to stand. I honestly thought he was doing a bit. I thought it was like a sarcastic thing where instead of doing a traditional intro, it was Brian Cranston standing up there and he was starting, going to start by saying some serious things about how important TV is. And then it would like work its way into a joke about Eventually how funny. these intro things are dumb. But no, it was just <laughs> Brian Cranston being like, TV is so important. It was really rough. And before that, Anthony Anderson was like backstage running around like, I need to save the Emmys. I'm mm-hmm. here to save the Emmys. There's no host. He and was, it was like stealing really Emmys. Rough. His mom was putting them into her purse. I laughed at that. I mean, it was yeah. long. I'm a human being. I was wondering <laughs> if that was actually his mom. I also was wondering that. I, I don't have information I don't know. on that. <laughs> it was just really bad. And then like they went from there. Shortly thereafter, there was a bit with um, Bob Newhart not being a wax figure and not being dead, mm-hmm. and it just was really bad. Really rough. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just pick a host. There's a real stink from this Emmys for me that just sort of, it did, things didn't work. It, people, presenters seemed confused, and also they did this weird thing where they would, like, announce the nominees and then bring out a presenter to announce the winner. I hated that a lot. The sequencing was confusing. The sound cues were weird. We noted many times that the giant photo that was projected behind the winner as they spoke was bizarre, particularly with Gerald Jer- uh, yeah. Jerome. Really unflattering. Yeah. Like, if it's a dramatic moment, sure, but, like, it's huge. Like, it's huge. 
I, I mean, not to be the hacky meta person in the room, but there is an element to this of like, wow, it does reflect the state of TV. And that's not, not because TV, it's like sure. everyone has different tastes and like different things went. No, that's the hack thing. This reflects the state of TV because no one has an idea what's going on. There is no one driving the car and it's they're throwing things against the wall and being like, maybe you would like to watch on this streaming service and maybe we'll get your attention this way. And like, what if we just bring the mass Singer people out on the thing for 10 minutes and like maybe that'll get your attention. And then just the self-justification of like TV's important, TV's important, TV's important. We make fun of the Oscars yeah. for doing those montages all the time about like the power of cinema. And they're like, that's what they did tonight. Just like the power of television. It was it, not powerful. It, it was not powerful to me. Exactly. Uh, hi. Every actor from Game of Thrones that received a nomination came out together and like around the 90 minute mark. And they each got to, like, say a few lines. It was incredibly awkward. <laughs> it seemed which like, is a, Which is a low. That was a low. It was a low. It definitely seemed like the one thing that the Emmys knew after the speech I just gave is that they needed to get the Game of Thrones yes. people on screen. Yes. Like, that was it. And yes. so they had everyone except for Bran, who actually won the Game <laughs> of Thrones, as Kate Hallowell pointed out to us. On stage. Unfortunately, not nominated, which I suppose was why he wasn't up there. But yes, that's why he wasn't. But, but like, Theon was there. Really noticeable that he wasn't up there and everyone else Melisandre was. was there. Yeah. Way less impact overall. I mean, I know, whatever. And it was just really awkward. That was, a, that was a low, very confusing. But each individual actor did get their own applause. And the most hearty, loudest applause was for our girl Gwendolyn Christie, Brianna Tarth. And that was awesome. Amazing. Self-submitted her Emmy nomination because HBO didn't do it for her. Fuck that noise. Got it anyway. Showed up. Was four inches taller than everyone on stage. Just crushed it. She's going to have a really, really great career. I love her. I know that Kit Harrington just signed up for a Marvel movie. But she's in Star Wars, and she was in The Hunger Games. I I don't know whether she's in Star Wars anymore. Oh, I think no. she might have died. She I learned Star that Wars. in a meeting this week because I they was never like, took she's her in helmet Star Wars, off. and all oh, the people no. who know were like, "I'm I'm sorry to tell you, sorry for the spoilers." <laughs> also, I you know Google double check that. But <laughs> she had three major franchises under her belt: Game of Thrones, Hunger Games, and Star That's Wars. True, she does. She's Shout out fine. to her. Yeah. She's gonna be fine. And that was a dope dope moment. Yeah. They also had the whole cast on stage for Veep after they lost mm-hmm. the Emmy for. Um, Julia Dreyfus. After Julia Julia Dreyfus had lost. Mm -hmm. I was very nervous that—nervous is not really the word because I don't care, but I (laughs) thought at some point that it meant that Game of Thrones was not going to win because I was like, oh, they got Veep and Game of Thrones casts on the stage because everybody wants to see them, but they're not going to win Best Comedy and Best Mm -hmm. Drama. But I was wrong. Because the power of Game of Thrones is such that even Emmy voters know that they need to vote for the thing that ensures their survival. Yes. Crazy stuff. I will also note on the Game of Thrones uh, cast, we were talking about where their significant others were. It didn't seem like many of the actors brought their SOs. No Joe Jonas. Yeah. I, no saw, Nikolai, I saw Nikolai Costa-Waldo's wife, but that was the only one I recognized. I like it. A, a Game of Thrones stag party. It's like one, one last night. Yeah, none, Benny, of, none, of the famous, none of the famous significant others But Julia, you know a significant other that was there? Amanda Pete. Yes, Amanda Pete. I, like, I really thought we were going to get full my wife I Amanda Pete hat trick, and it was close. It was the full name. I just love them. I just, I fucking love him. I fucking love her. I love them together. I just love them. I, I don't know. She just, they're my favorite. Yeah. They're my favorite LA couple. Okay. <laughs> I think they can finally be an LA couple again because the show they is can. over. They're Their free. entire acceptance speech was just like, we're so glad it's over. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Did we mention that it's over? It's over. By we're the way. really sorry for being away for 10 years. It's over. It's, it's over. over. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> A Game of Thrones high. Gwyneth Paltrow sitting behind the, um, who was she sitting behind, Amanda? Amelia I, Clark? 
Um, yes, possibly. But this was during the, when they were all on stage. Yes, she was not clapping for them. Everyone else was standing up and clapping, which, by the way, is so wild that, like, the the auditorium thought that just the presence of the Game of Thrones cast meant that they all had to stand up and clap. That's where we are in TV in 2019. (laughs) Gwyneth was standing up, but it was a real, like, was I in Spider-Man moment from her. She just was not clapping. Just like, what's happening? Why do we care? It was great. I thought she looked fantastic. She was wearing Valentino. She did look great. (laughs) She did look great. The the, in general, the audience just looked super confused and bored. As soon as Julie Louis Dreyfus lost, Mm -hmm. everyone was just like, "What the fuck's going on here?" And (laughs) and things did get weird from there. I mean, fucking Ozark. I've cursed so much (laughs) on this podcast, but that's what happens when Ozark takes home some really major prizes. (laughs) Um, Our next low, Halsey singing the in memoriam for the like weirdly low end, low budget Photoshop (laughs) slideshow in memoriam until they got to like the last like six famous people who they decided to put there. It was like... You felt that the production values got better? I did. In what way? So I'd love to hear this. It went from still image to people actually moving. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That was big. And uh, there was like a key change in the Cyndi Lauper cover. It really amped up at the end. (laughs) It was sort of like when they got to to the Luke Perry, Peter Fonda. Actually, I think it changed Peggy Lipton. I think it was the first one. Peggy Lipton had the first moving. Yes. Moving clip. And from there forward... (laughs) Big get for her. It just was a different situation very very horrible they you shouldn't. gotta imagine somebody else is willing to do it like having Halsey do it is tough did you she so, also looked like pink I'm just like no while we were watching this <laughs> I wondered aloud who invented the in memoriam segment like who thought this was a great idea and Kate Hallowell actually started googling it did you find anything the Wikipedia out? page said that it started in the 70s okay and that was the most specific thing that I could That's, get it sounds like some yeah, 70s nonsense some 70s, some 70s low budget <laughs> nonsense that we still have to deal with okay yeah and now it's just become like both a, a joke and a hallmark of award shows. But it's and people still get mad when people applaud for some people and not for others. Right. It's, it's this. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm sorry if it means something to someone who whose loved one was featured in the in memoriam tonight. I'm generally sorry, but I just I don't know. Maybe we could remember people in better ways. Truly. Not Halsey. Yeah, Halseyless ways. It was a real. It was a downer. Some highs. Unexpected drama winners, Billy Porter and Jodie Comer. Oh, my gosh. So Billy Porter won for Best Actor for Pose in a drama series, and he came on stage and said, the category is love, y'all. It was Amazing. Great stuff. And that was just awesome. He's fabulous. He seems universally beloved. Yes. I think so. I mean, the energy is kind of there. So many people went on stage and were not prepared or were just like, I'd like to think. My agents. Yeah. That's my number one thing. Thank your agents in private, okay? Like, keep the magic of the award ceremony You know how you thank your agents? By giving them a percentage of your fee. But you know what? Actually, (laughs) Billy Porter did thank his agent. He was like, my agent of 29 years. Because this person has been with me through a career that was not always as successful as this moment. And that's good. Yeah. But just, like, thanking your agent for doing their damn job. You know, that's their job. You pay them. Yeah. It's fine. Exactly. Um, the new pride of Liverpool, Beatles who? Jody Comer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely thrilling night for me personally. Can Thank I you just, so much. Can I say you were, it was very exciting, Kate, to be in the room with you as this happened, uh-huh. you know? But I, you're very calm. I try to keep it cool, you know? Yeah. I try to keep it down. Can you give us, like, a sense of what was going on on the inside? Um, I was very happy. Okay. I was thinking about... All the times that I watched Killing Eve and it's like Jodie Comer run me over with a car. <laughs> um, it was very exciting. Okay. And I was texting Allison Herman furiously, okay. uh, my Killing Eve Recapables co-host. I like to think she played a part in this moment. Oh, my God. Um, no. Just so you know, oh, this was for season two. I take it back. I was like, wasn't this for season one? It she was, was for nominated? season two. 
Yeah, no, it was great. Thrilling. How Just firing off the tweets, really, was why I wasn't talking to you guys. Okay. <laughs> How'd you feel about her look? She was right wearing white. I think she looked great. I haven't loved her styling, to be totally honest. I didn't think it was a super flattering dress, to be I thought it looked kind of messy. To be fair. Yeah. I thought her whole look looked a little messy. She looks better on the show than she looked tonight. Mm-hmm. Great, Bad great beat. wardrobe I, on the, on the I show. I kind of liked this slightly... I didn't want her to be Villanelle. I think that For what's sure. so amazing about yeah. it is when she gets up there with the accent that totally. is nothing like what totally. you know her. Yeah. And is kind of not— And Villanelle, she's so in control right. and aggressive. And I liked that she was, like, slightly flustered and was like, I didn't invite my parents because I didn't think this— It was very charming. Yeah. But I like that it sh- the the messiness. It's not slightly disheveled. Yeah. I like it because then you remember that she is actually an actress and that right. she's playing a character. And she's super young. How old is she, Kate? Should I look it up? Sure. I don't I thought, know. If I don't know. Head. I'm so sorry. What are the top five Jodie Comer facts that you can tell us without Googling? Don't do that to me. Oh, my God. Just give us any five. My wife just won an Emmy. I can't think straight. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, She's 26. Okay. She looked younger tonight. All right. Well, good for her. She presents younger, I think, as well. She's great. She is great. I'm really happy for her. I'm currently watching Dr. Foster, so Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting an even younger Jodie Comer. You should watch it. I will. It's on my list. If she weren't already so famous, she'd be a great one-season arc in Peaky Blinders. Just want to throw that out there. Ooh. Oh. Nice. She really would be. Some really Juliet <laughs> core right now. Uh, it's currently airing in the UK. I cannot wait Season for our, five, our right? turn. Yeah, October. <laughs> um, uh. Those were both great acceptance speeches. Extremely genuine and sweet. Um, not all of them were, including Tony Chaloub, which really kicked off the evening in which he like told a bad joke slash bit about thanking Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino. And he's like, the list is so long. And then just kept saying their names over and over. In different ways for a long time. If I never hear Tony Shalhoub give another acceptance speech again, I'll be good. That was a tough early 10 minutes because Tony Shalhoub won for supporting actor in a comedy and Alex Borstein won for supporting actress in a comedy. And I was just like, we're going to do a Maisel sweep again. And I think I, I enjoy the show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. As do you, Juliet. Yeah, I love it. Kate Hallowell, you're going to give it another try is what I you am. said to us. <laughs> we, I, I enjoy the show. I did not want to see it sweep at all. And I really was very concerned during the Tony Shalhoub thing that it was just going to be a lot of wacky in-joke Maisel stuff all night. That would have been tough for me. Really rough. We did, as you alluded to before, it was a lot of Amazon, though, because those two won. Fleabag won a lot. And then, weirdly, Ben Wishaw won Mm -hmm. for a very British (laughs) candle. That was weird. So, so weird. I love him, though. Oh, I hate him. I know you do. I just hate him, yeah. Did you ever watch The Hour? No. So I, I love the hour. I love the hour too, but you know what? I only watched the second season of the hour like three weeks ago. I watched the first season when it came out in, I believe, 2011 or 2012. And then just like the second season never happened for me. So watched that recently. Had a great time. That's and great. also the guy from The Souvenir plays Roland Garai's love interest in season two. If you haven't seen The Souvenir, it's a movie which has nothing to do with this podcast, but see it. Anyway, Ben wish us <laughs> good on the hour. Maybe you would like it. Okay. I'll take it into consideration. Okay. <laughs> I just like find him to be insignificant. Wow. Okay. Well, do you, how do you feel about him as M in the Bond series, particularly Skyfall? Didn't see it. Is I've he only, M only or ever Q? seen no. one. He's Q. Which one? Yeah, he's the gadget one. Yeah. Okay. I've only seen uh, the Eva Green one, Casino Royale. Casino Royale. You've never That's seen a good Skyfall? One. No. Do you think you would like it? I own it. Do you want to come to my house and watch it? I'm okay. We can listen to the Adele song in okay. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Same really experience. 
watching. I, I do think a Phoebe Waller Bridge doctored James Bond is very appealing. Yeah. That sounds like a great movie. I'm I'm extremely excited. Well, you're in luck. That's what they're filming right now, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. My best friend is next door's neighbors with Daniel Craig. Just gonna throw that out there. Wow. Yeah. And Rachel Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I would love to be in that love her situation. Ultimate Me power couple. Absolutely. Oh my god. About a boy is in my heavy I rotation. Was, I was feeling bad about aging the other day, and then I remembered that Rachel Weiss is like 48. Oh, and my. I was like, it's okay. It's yeah. all gonna be okay. She's 49 now, guys. It's wow. really it's all gonna be okay for me. <laughs> she wore her costumes in the favorite better than like anyone's worn any costumes in a really mm-hmm. long time. I agree. I agree. Ugh, just incredible. Okay, next. A wonderful surprise. Uh, best writing for drama, Jesse Armstrong of Succession. Best show on TV. Absolutely. Great, great show. We needed a Succession win. We, we just, did. like, needed that little burst of, like, wacky energy. And I think our Ringer Twitter account tweeted this. They grabbed a photo of Alan Ruck, Sarah Snook, Kendall... Jeremy Strong and Nicholas Braun all standing together and they were all like so perfectly their characters in that yep. one moment and it was just awesome. Um, <sighs> just a great show. It made me feel slightly better about the fact that I was watching the Emmys instead of watching a new episode of Succession. I can't wait right. to go home and watch I'm it tonight. I'm really excited for it. it it's really uh, There were a lot of moments during the Emmys tonight when I was just like, I'm really glad I'm post-TV, which is a thing I've been saying, except for Succession. But I... And, when Succession won, I was like, oh, I still like TV because Succession is on it. Yeah. It's just a great show. Yeah. Chris Ryan a couple weeks ago asked me, like, if I watch it for the comedy or the drama. And I was like, comedy, duh. And he's like, well, I watch it for the drama. And I wow. think that, like, sums it up. There's just something for everyone. It operates on so many levels. And I watch, it for, I watch it for the memes. So, oh my God. <laughs> three different <laughs> three different levels. Kate. That's great. I, uh, You know, let's embrace all of these. Solely watch to engage What's with your the memes. favorite Succession meme? I'm a big fan of the spinach one from a couple weeks ago. Oh, I have no the idea king of the king leaf. of edible leaves. Yeah, uh, every Tom, every Tom <laughs> meme is extremely my shit. Have you watched um, Howard's End on Stars? Yes, I know it's the real shit. I know. You, have you it's seen so the good. 2005 Pride and Prejudice? Obviously. Okay. Yes. Number one, Darcy Forever. Matt. Matt. Incredible. Plus Haley Atwell and Howard's End. Yeah. Yes. They're great. Duo. Tremendous stuff. Amazing. Also, Stars remains the best movie library. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. They have Moneyball right now streaming. Oh, wow. Great stuff. Um, from that high, we go to another low, which was, <laughs> this kind of falls into what we discussed previously, but needs to be shouted out in particular. Adam Devine's musical number, which was which was horrific, and was introduced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. If anyone on an award show is going to do a uh, live song, it should be him and not Adam Devine. Do you think that he helped write it? Um, no. It would be like, it you would just, have some kind of rap in You it made a did. face of pure disgust, like, at me just for even asking I, whether I that adjacency meant. really busy. Okay. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, I don't think it's time. Between, also, I think he would have We wouldn't know it. if he wrote it. He would have broken into song. And yeah. they would have they advertised it if he had written, right. done that. Yeah. What and you guys, it, and how it was How do you guys horrible, um, so. feel about him helping Michelle Williams walk up the stairs? Like, doing a little too much? Or actually, that was nice. I think it was nice. I, I, can't I like it. Remember when Chris Evans did that for someone? That was like his at thing for a while. And yeah. that was He did I it for Regina King. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as you don't take the spotlight away, you're just assisting, I think that's yeah. great. Okay. That's where I am. I, the musical number was like probably my low point in the, in the three hours was, that we spent it came together. so late. It was like we thought we were past the bits. You know And what, then though? it happened and we were like, it's, it's never know, over. I don't know because then. Viola Davis, who is oh, a tremendous actor, had to come out and introduce drama with more skits. That was really bad. And that was maybe when I was like, oh, that no. That might have been worse, I actually. thought the skits were over with Adam Devine. And You're then right. 
there was another one. So maybe that was the real low point. Yeah. It was really, really bad. Like, that's just all, all I can say. Yeah. Very rough. Yeah. And Adam, I just, like, that's, like, very, like, seven years too late. I know he's still famous, but, like, he was funny when Workaholics was, like, still, like, a cool show, yeah. like, your cool friend told you about. And, like, right when Pitch Perfect yeah, came out. But like, we've all just moved on. Three Pitch Perfects ago, he yeah. was relevant. <laughs> we've all moved on. <laughs> um, back to highs. Jarell Jerome's acceptance speech for when they see us. Fabulous. Just really touching. He was shocked. People in the room were really happy for him. Um, he went to LaGuardia High School, which I just love. That they got so much attention since, you know, just a great New York City institution. And it was just really moving and just wonderful. He was a great mix of, like, shocked and really affected, but also, like, prepared yeah. and, like, said what he had to say. And also enjoying it. Yes. Like, there, he was, like, very excited and mm-hmm. pleased to be up there while also yeah. understanding the significance of it, while also being like, wow, this is really happening. Yeah. He didn't totally lose. Some people are so shocked that they lose composure. Right. And they're just like, oh, my God. But you could tell that he was taking in the moment simultaneously. Yes. It was great. Loved it. He's, he's great. He was really charming in Moonlight. He's got mm-hmm. a, a great future. I hope. Hope to see more of him. I think Fingers everyone crossed. agrees. Yes. yes. Any other highs that we haven't hit that you're just like, that was a great moment? I got to cut. There were a couple of really good cutaways. I'm trying to remember who won Best Actress Drama. Best. Um, the woman from Ozark. She beat out all four of the Game no, of Thrones. She was supporting. Oh, you're right. But who won? Oh, right. Jodie. So after Jodie Comer like, won, they cut to Robin Wright, who was also nominated yeah. in the category. And I saw her really performatively just mouthing, she's wonderful. <laughs> so I just really, there were a couple very good cutaways. Also, Robin Wright's reaction to the Big Bang Theory montage was also great. Wow. When they had the whole black and white thing of like, the Big Bang Theory is over. Like, television will never be the same. And then it cuts to the House of Cards, or Cards cast like, okay. <laughs> they really can we talk about that yeah of course for a second it's a low but you know they did a goodbye montage for shows that were not that Veep so and weird. Game of Thrones that didn't get their own segments it, The Big Bang Theory was for a decade like the largest show on television and probably at this point the most people's a scripted show most people still watch it so mm-hmm. I guess it's a big deal that it's gone also, but, also heavily exported yeah like, really popular in many, many countries. Yes. So, sure, put it in the montage. But they did, they showed the final scene or whatever, and then they basically showed, like, a mini Big Bang Theory version of Behind the Thrones and the, like, final table read. (laughs) And they show each Big Bang Theory cast member, like, weeping in black and white suddenly. And, like, climbing into the audience, like, to, like, touch hands with the audience. It was so strange. And there wasn't a lot of... I don't think there's a lot of, like, nostalgia outside of the cast for The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I don't—I I think that a lot of people enjoy it, and that's great, but it's also—it's in syndication. You can just watch it. Yes. It's like—it's not really very going available. available. Yeah. Yes. Very, very available. And I just think that the comedy of Ozark stealing two categories away from Game of Thrones— Probably because they split the vote, but maybe just because this season of Game of Thrones wasn't as good as previously. We'll leave this to Chris Ryan, but like we just yeah. have to mention it. I mean, this, the, the comedy is a high. The, <laughs> a high for me was when you were like, "Yo, what if Bateman like wins for directing?" And then Bateman did win for directing <laughs> Ozark. And we just, he like, just seemed well, delighted. He also just seemed like, "Is, is this really happening? Yeah. Like this is a joke." He looked amazing, BTW. Yeah, 
He looked great. Aging very, very nicely. He did. The, and then he, really on the fly with that chocolate piece metaphor and really got to yeah. the my wife and daughter are the base that supports me. Just like really brought it in Hallmark style very quickly. Great stuff. You got to hand it to him. I just like, I have a soft spot for Jason Bateman. So I think, he, yeah, I do too. I also just like love Arrested Development seasons one, two, and three only. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> important distinction. <laughs> Yeah, the middle hour of this show mm-hmm. was a really tough watch. It was that was the I think the of the three hours the lowest, and it was filled with all of these awards that went to John Oliver and Saturday Night Live, and just a lot of like filler. And my 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 suggestion is get rid of these variety show awards because mm-hmm. people watch mostly the bits online the day after, and they don't really watch the TV show anymore. And brand reality TV, we got Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jenner for like. Two minutes, which is more than I need of them. But it does speak to the fact that, like, they're way more famous than certainly young Julia, who won for Ozark. No shots at her at all. But, like, just bring reality TV into the primetime Emmys. Like, people watch that shit. Yeah. The most watched shows on network television are reality. I think it was uh, Willa Paskin at Slate who pointed out that the show itself was a nightmare. But the awards did a pretty good job of dispersing, like, a variety of spreading out, like, the comedy and the drama awards among a bunch of different shows that you like, from Fleabag to Barry to Maisel, I guess, to Ozark to Pose to Killing Eve. You know, it was like, and to Succession. And the comedy hour is the exception to that because it was just John Oliver and just SNL. And it is, like, reflective in a lot of ways of the comedy world in general where it's just, like, a bunch of guys who get on stage and want to, like, thank their show dog, which was literally a thing that happened. And that was the real low point when the John Oliver people were, like, we'd like to thank the staff's, like, dog, the staff's dog. dog. Like, sir. At that moment, I would have been like, I'm It's out. great that you have a dog. Like, grow up. Literally, yeah. grow the fuck up. It's just pandering to Twitter, isn't it? It's just pandering to the yeah, internet. Yeah, but that I just, it is. Pets. Like, I felt like that hour was so noticeably insular and boring. And, and just, like, low stakes. And representative of possibly the world in general. That's the, you know. It's I just fine. think that people don't watch those shows in entirety. Mm-hmm. Like, right. that the way that you consume an SNL really good sketch is because you hear about it the next day. Like, not that many people are watching that show. Totally. And if you want to celebrate television, put the fucking Bachelor into the primetime <laughs> Emmys. It makes a lot of sense. You want to watch show of the summer is Bachelorette. It makes a ton of sense. In the same way that you need to get the Game of Thrones cast on the stage just to keep people watching yeah. your show, put the shows that people actually watch and talk about Let's get Jeff Probst on here. I, they, I'm with you. Also, we were joking, but it would have been a better show if it had been entirely mass singer themed. If all of if it was like <laughs> all of the apparatus of the show was like all in on tied the egg. to mass singer somehow. Like, and I all just, the presenters, you had to guess who they were. It, it would be really funny. It would be way better. Yeah. Wow! And then they would reveal it. We had joked about that in a meeting as well, yes. and it, it would have, it would have been right. significantly better. But no one was thinking that hard when they put together this show, so it's it didn't true. happen. <laughs> it's really true. Yeah, probably the lowest low in our our watch room was when I spoiled the film last Christmas. This is for insane Amanda. to me, and I demanded. So we're sitting there. We had a lovely time. We had some snacks. You know, our interests were reflected on the screen somewhat, at least. And then we're watching the last Christmas commercial. I, should I just say spoiler here? It's not a spoiler because you just missed this happening on the okay. internet. 
But so we're just watching a commercial for a Christmas themed rom com written by Emma Thompson, starring Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, aka something that I, Amanda Dobbins, am looking forward to in my bleak, dark life. And Juliet's just like, oh, yeah, so he dies. And then Kate was like, yeah, he dies. And it was like, I. I was like, I got hit by a spoiler truck. I couldn't believe what happened. It's not our fault that you didn't see the first three-minute trailer that's definitely spoiled the fact that he's dead the whole time. Yeah. I definitely saw it. I was on vacation, not dead. <laughs> I watched the trailer because it was dead, unlike to me. Henry Golding in this movie. <laughs> I, I, like, and you guys were just like, yeah, he's dead. And I couldn't believe it. We haven't it. seen the movie, though. Yeah, it's all yeah. speculation based on the trailer. But you said it so confidently. And I just I actually asked like, the question. I said, so he's dead? And then Kate was like, yeah, he's dead. And then it was just like someone took my toy away. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I think we even covered this on our website. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was on vacation. Can you just tell me the theory between? The theory? We did like <laughs> we did like a whole 10-minute segment on this on Tea Time when the trailer came out and just talking about all the different things that could happen. Um, I believe the theory is that it's called Last Christmas based on the song by George Michael which goes, last Christmas I gave you my heart, et cetera, et cetera. It's by Wham. By and Wham. And also, could you please, I think the <laughs> rest Michael of the lyrics are important. It. because. So if you can't do them from memory, would you like me to? Because I, I can. can. I just don't last, feel like they're relevant. I think they're important okay. to the text, okay? okay? Sure. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. This year, to keep me from tears or something like it, I'm not great at lyrics, so that part might be wrong, but it's not, it's not material. I'll give it to someone special. Okay, that's those are the lyrics. So if Henry Golding is dead, how is he giving it to someone special? We don't know because we haven't seen the movie. Okay, we I were just, relaying just, speculation just, to you. I was trying to look forward to something. And now I'm so upset. And also, we if that's the plot, then it's like as dumb as it looks. I kept hoping that the movie would be better than the trailer because I want nice things for Emma Thompson and Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. Amelia Clark, not a good actress, unfortunately. Correct. So, uh, guys, I thought that she was very good in the final season of Game of Thrones. It was not her fault that they didn't improved. give her anything to do. I thought that she was the best part of Solo, which is a Star Wars movie mm. that I have seen. I haven't seen that. It was not good, but she was very good in it. I think she seems like a lovely spirit. Her and Rose She's Lovely very went on charming. vacation together, but bad actress. Bad actress. Only, I mean, she had not a lot of experience. She just started on Game of Thrones. So maybe she'll get better after last Christmas. I'm pro Amelia Clark, but. Uh, you know, last Christmas was spoiled for me, so I don't have anything I, to look I hope forward that we're to. Wrong. I hope that our yeah. theory and the entire internet's theory okay. is wrong. Okay. But we'll see. All right. Thank you. <laughs> for more on the Emmys, listen to The Watch with Chris Ryan, who has been championing many of these award winning <laughs> shows. Ozark. He's going to be thrilled. <laughs> I'm so happy for Chris and Andy. Uh, and we will be back with Jam Session on Wednesday and Tea Time on Friday. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> 